As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for listening to this podcast from KX93.5. We invite you to tune in for more great music and talk on our grassroots nonprofit radio station here in Laguna Beach, California. No matter where you are in the world, you can listen to our station at kx93.5.com or on our smartphone apps. Right now, here's Awakening Code Radio from KX93.5. You're listening to Awakening Code Radio. Mind-expanding, heart-opening, talking music to raise your vibration. Some people consider it the shifting of the ages. Others see it as a whole new paradigm for humanity. But whatever you want to call it, it's hard to deny that we are in a moment of immense change. A moment challenging us to wake up and live life more consciously. This is Eric Rankin. And I'm Michelle Anderson. And you're listening to Awakening Code Radio. Where the conversation is always about raising the vibration of love, compassion, happiness, forgiveness, stewardship, health, and peace. Thank you for joining the conversation. This is Deepak Chopra. Hi, I'm Marianne Williamson. Hi, this is Greg Braden. And you are listening to Awakening Code. Awakening Code. Awakening Code Radio. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us on Awakening Code Radio. I'm your host, Eric Rankin. And I'm Michelle Anderson. Yes, the velvet-voiced Michelle Anderson. Oh, you're, you're saying that a lot tonight. Well, right? it's true. <laughs> I, you recorded those uh, little bumpers and things for uh, five years ago or four years ago or so, and they sound as good today as they ever did. Thank you. Thank you. That was really fun. I, I uh, had a lot of fun doing those. Yeah, that was new to you, just the idea of putting on headphones and talking to a real mic at a real radio station, and here we are five years later. Well, I like that you guys make my voice sound better than it does. Well, you know, <laughs> some of that's the equipment, and a lot of it's just you. So I'm excited about the show tonight. This is another one where you kind of had a vision of what you wanted to talk about. You've been to, uh, you got married in Greece. I got married in Greece 25 years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. happy on anniversary Santorini. this year. And I have been to Santorini, Greece. A lot of people see posters of Greece, you know, like the old airport posters. And you see these cliffside dwellings, all the white buildings with the blue domes and the crosses. And you're looking way down at the the Mediterranean Sea. And you just think, oh, that's every single island in Greece looks like that. 
There's pretty much one island like that it's, in Greece. It's only it's Santorini. only Santorini, and the the blue domes are really only up in Ia at the very top. Yeah, and the rest of Greece is kind of I mean beautiful, but low, scrubby, you know, islands peppered around. But if you want that, you know, cliffside view and all that, that is Santorini. Yes. So we will be connecting with Santorini. A lot of people think that uh, the Atlantean story it has to do with Santorini. There's you know, the, a lot of Atlantean energy there. And the Akrotiri sure. ruins, which I'm sure we'll talk about with our guest who's calling in from... Our uh, guest, do you, do you even remember his name? Giannis. Giannis Pantesis. Giannis Pantesis. And he's going to talk about the whole show tonight. We're going to, because, you know, my gig is frequency and harmonics and ancient codes and keys that might be held in these ancient frequencies. Uh, and it sounds like Giannis is all over that as well. Ancient instruments and, uh-huh. you know. And I, I, I really felt the bridge. So we can welcome Trevor Green. And Trevor Green here in the studio Trevor with us. Green is Grab in the studio. Grab a mic studio. there. You're live. Put that, eat hello, the mic. Hello, there hello. you go. Hi, Trevor. Yay. Hello. So you've been on the show before. I have been on the show. Have you been in studio before? I remember we did it over the phone, Not didn't with we? the Awakening Code. I have been in this, this, um, station but not we did a show with you guys but i was in joshua tree on that's the phone. right that's right You're on the phone yeah and you've been having a good career um you opened up for michael franti and spearhead this year we did we had some shows um yeah all over the united states that's awesome yeah it was good so well we're happy to have you here live in the studio with us i'm yeah, actually thrilled be because your show your what you do in a live performance is something to behold yeah it's uh, it's complicated looking. It's multiple didgeridoos. It's your, your tons of electronic equipment. You're playing a drum with your foot, and I mean, you are a one man band for sure. But it, it's and looping, and I mean, it is quite the thing to behold. Oh, thank you. And uh, an amazing musician. So thank, thank you. you for being here with us. Yeah. So. Um, do you want to before? So Giannis is calling us. Is that correct? Yeah, and there's there is a nine or ten hour difference so uh, let's hope that he got <laughs> it right we did a trial run on sunday i ended up talking to them for two hours can on you sunday. text him or is there a way of they're probably him? driving over to the castle they're driving over to Lapanta because when we were we were trying it out um through facebook messenger talking on facebook messenger right. and it cut out mm. and i said we can't have that while we're on the radio so they said they had a a landline. I asked if they had a landline. They said they did at the castle at Lapanta, and they were going to drive there. So I think it's about seven in a, in the morning there, and um, they should be calling in. I've been looking for that light to see if they're calling uh, yeah, well, in, and they have haven't look, yet. But yeah, we have a bright yellow strobe in here when the phone is ringing because it can't ring, of course, while we're on the air. So we have a bright yellow strobe that flashes right in our face when someone's calling in. Do you want to set up a little bit about how you met Giannis and? Yeah, and they're not even going to hear this, so they can't even hear the story. Uh. Um, so I think I've told the story on the show before, and I was just talking to Trevor before we went on live that um, my husband and I got married in Greece 25 years ago, and we took our daughter back there in 2012. And it was so different for me, that trip, because as we talk about having an awakening, I had an awakening experience in Peru in 2006. So when I was there as a younger person, my experience was much different than as somebody who kind of sees the unseen and follows the divine path and kind of sees little little synchronicities. And so while I was there, 
We took my daughter and her friend to Akateri, and then we went to this beautiful beach near Akateri. And as we were walking in, there was a woman there selling jewelry. And my daughter's friends really liked her jewelry. And I noticed her, but more than anything, I felt her. I felt her energy. So we went on the beach, and then when we were leaving, my daughter's friend Danielle said, I want to look at her jewelry. So we stopped. And she didn't speak English, and we didn't speak Greek, but we, you know, sign languaged a little bit. And all of a sudden, I could feel much like the way I felt when you put your book flyer in my hand. It was vibrating. And I looked over at her, and she had a flyer, and it had a picture of a castle. And I said, is this your business card? What is this? And then she, she looked at me, and it, I felt like her eyes were reading me. She was, like, reading my energy, whether or not she should tell me what this place was. It was like, that's what I felt anyway. And then she realized that maybe I passed her test and that she wanted to tell me about the castle. So she tells me about Lapanta and that these friends of hers are the proprietors of this castle. And um, that they have, uh, like, a happy hour every night and it was coming up towards you know about the time when they would have happy hour so I just looked at my husband Brian I looked at my daughter and her friend Danielle and I said I have to go I have to find this place there's no address I didn't know where it was she just pointed up the hill and I said I have to go and oh, oh. they're calling in they're calling <laughs> in. so you know what? let's take a chance we'll just play a song and we'll pick up the phone okay. and we'll do that so thank you for listening to Awakening Code Radio Here's Sweet Lullaby by Deep Forest. We'll be right back.
Hi, I'm Carrie Lake. I assist people to accelerate their expansion, their awakening, and their embodiment of their higher levels of awareness and all that they are. You're listening to KX93.5, Awakening Code Radio. And thank you for tuning in to Awakening Code Radio. We appreciate you so much. So tonight is an interesting show. We have a caller calling all the way from Santorini, Greece, live. So we're about a 10-hour difference or so. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about uh, Giannis. And what is his last name? We're, Giannis, are you with us? Oh, no, he's not with us yet. So let me... Um, hopefully Giannis is with us now. Giannis, can yes, you hear? I am. Yay, mm-hmm. how are you? I am on... I'm I'm on air. You're on the air. <laughs> You're on the air here in Southern California. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. And we that's, wanted you uh, to say your great. last name, Giannis, yeah. because I like the way you say it better than the way I chop it up. <laughs> Pandazis. Pandazis. Giannis yeah. Pandazis. So tell us a little bit about what you do in Greece, Giannis. In Greece, uh, I live in Greece. I'm from Greece. I was born here. I live in the island of Santorini. I'm a musician, and uh, I construct music instruments that are inspired uh, from Greek mythology. And that's a that's a pretty cool thing. I watched a YouTube video today of uh, you making uh, I, what is it? Tabula is that the name Tabuna. of Tabuna? Tabuna, and it is mm-hmm. a lot like a bagpipe. In fact, uh, it is a much older instrument to, than a bagpipe, using a goat bladder for the airbag and then a reeds. Uh, it's the full body of a goat. Yes. It's the skin, it's the skin uh, goat. Oh, it's the skin of the goat. It's the actual it's skin the, of the, the goat. It's the full body. Oh, yeah, the full, full body. body. Okay, so it's a, yeah. like a young goat. Cause it's not... it, can be, it can be old also. Okay. And then, and then so <laughs> you... Actually, it, is, it is the oldest type of uh, backpipe in the world. The oldest recorded testimony of a backpipe is from Greece. That's I did not know that. Many people don't know that yet. <laughs> so they have, far, okay, they have to watch historical. the BBC episode. Yeah, you were on the BBC. It was really a, a beautifully done uh, a documentary. Guy, a documentary, yes, where a guy, an Irish bagpipe player, is going back and wanting to know the roots of where bagpipes yes. came come from. And uh, He's from Scotland. Yeah. Scotland, yes. And then yeah. watching you make these, uh, cutting the reeds and you know, fitting the sleeves and fitting the bag and and playing it for the fir- first time. And it really is a haunting sound. Uh, you compare it to like, it's actually like the sound of a mournful male goat. Um, you know, it's kind of got a tragic sound to it almost. Yes, I say that. On, also, it's nice that you um, notice that because I said it, I said it also on, uh, on the show that the word tragedy comes, is Greek, comes from the word tragos, means male goat. And ovi, ode, tragovia, the, the lament of the male goat. It's the lament that the goat wants to mate, make some sounds. If you hit on Google uh, sounds of a goat, make some specific sounds when it wants to mate. Hmm. Uh, so it's like a calling, uh, call, calling mate. And the, the thing that unites us, Mm. And the animal kingdom and the uh, plants is this need for mating. Yes, 
Wow, that's sexy. That is. <laughs> I'd, never, I'd never heard it put that way, but I just got really hot. Yeah. The word sex means that means uh, tra- trying to unite from axis. So mating, and then we attach mating through frequency. I mean, I'm I'm all about frequency and all of its dimensions and what it does and how it moves us. And mm-hmm. you know, the the work that you're doing is sort of the, there's this mournful almost aspect to it that uh, or yearning or procreation procreation itself is related to these ancient songs it's, i'm i'm trying to discover these uh, sounds because i was fascinated to hear the sound and uh, to examine what it had to do with the development of the hellenic mentality when i say hellenic i mean greek uh, then greece is a country that has a different name inside than different outside mm. inside we called hellenes outside we called greeks greek was the brother of helen helen means bright mind mm. so i was trying to discover uh, what it had to do with the evolution and the explosion of uh, the Greek mentality. That's why I was, uh, I'm trying to construct this music instrument using a based material called cane, uh, a simple reed, mm-hmm. that uh, it ca- it's getting me closer to, under- to understand why uh, this was developed by deities and what was the reason. Well, and this is significant because, you know, Western culture, we trace our roots pretty much from our ideas of democracy or colleges or healing emporiums or anything. Those are more or less Greek inventions. It's Western culture yes. kind of starts in Greece. It starts in Greece. And so the, the first literate civilization was in Greece. Right. So connecting to the sounds, the ancient sounds of Greece... Uh, sounds important to me as well. I mean, and it's not a sound we think we have heard bagpipes or maybe even Greek music, more modern Greek music, but it's not like what you play. Yours is um, almost sounds a little bit Middle Eastern um, with a, a bagpipe. I mean, the tuning isn't our traditional Western scale. It has more of that intonement that sounds a little more Middle Eastern to me. Um, so it sounds very, it does sound very ancient. And it's. Uh, do you know that that's the tuning that those ancient instruments had? Uh, let's not forget that Greece is the only country in the world surrounded by three continents: Europe, Asia, and Africa. Uh, so, from uh, thousands of years back, uh, thousands, uh, literally thousands, the Greek mythology goes to eighteen thousand years back. So we're talking about a long time back. We're talking about a place that gave an accepted influence from all over uh, uh, the the region, Uh, Europe, Asia, and Africa. Europe, uh, it's a word means uh, uh, bright uh, vision, open vision. Asia was the mother of Prometheus. Africa means a place without cold. So uh, it's a pl- it's in Greek. So it's a place that accepted and gave. That's why you hear these Middle Eastern sounds because already we're here, and we know about these scales from uh, the classical ri- uh, literature. The students of Pythagoras, and Plato, Aristoteles, Nicomachus, 
and uh, other references, they gave us all the scales and for uh, the scales, the way that they're produced, and uh, most of all, uh, the reason why this scale has to be played and not the other. Mm. The ethics behind uh, the theory. It, it's so fascinating. I don't know if I'm clear. No, uh, yeah, it makes sense to me. not my native language, so... Yeah, you're, you're clear. But one of the things, Giannis, um, before you called in, one of the things we were doing was I was setting up how I met you. And <clears throat> I wanted to share that story again with you today because um, we talked about so many things that day. But when, when I found the castle, Lapanta, with my husband, Brian... I was playing pan flute music from Peru by Tito La Rosa on my iPad. And you walked out and said, what is this? What is this? Where is this music coming from? And I thought you were, I was getting in trouble <laughs> because I thought, oh, no, I'm playing music and I'm not supposed to because I didn't speak Greek and I didn't know if you would be okay with it. And you said, no, you don't understand. This is normally what I do, but I'm late today because you had been on your computer I think studying about the Pleiades and and when I walked in you said you're my sister from the Pleiades is that how you said it do you remember uh, I th- I think I said something like that because you had uh, you were very calm and uh, open uh-huh. <laughs> you looked like you were from Pleiades <laughs> <laughs> I know I know I was like wow okay and then, we, and then you said, I must call my wife. I must call RG and get her over here. And then RG came and RG and Brian started talking. And they, they, they both have very similar business minds. And you said, come with me. I want to show you my computer. And you showed me the website you were looking at. And it was about the Pleiades. And then one of the things that you shared with me was that you had a vision that you wanted to play your instruments, and you wanted to invite people over to Greece, and you saw yourself playing with indigenous players, people that also played instruments that were natural, and, um, and, and so you had this vision, and I said, oh my gosh, I, I'm the right person that you met somebody who knows a lot of indigenous people that play flutes and pan flute and um, didgeridoo, and I... I think I connected you with Rafael Bejarano right then and there on Facebook. Did you you reached out to him? Was it that day, Rafael? I don't remember. Dear I don't man. remember. Right now, yeah. He has since passed. We we um we hold such a, a special place in our hearts for him, and right. and so tonight in the studio we also have somebody I've been really wanting to introduce you to uh, a friend, and he's another brother from the stars. Trevor Green. Trevor, can you say hi to Giannis? Mm. Giannis, are you there? <laughs> oh, hello, Trevor. Hi, Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Trevor plays didgeridoo. Um, is that one from Australia, Trevor? This one actually is made by um, Evan, our brother who was supposed to be here tonight. Ah, Evan Perman made that from a yucca. Yes, that's yucca. Wow. So, so we also have another natural. Um, instrument in studio with us tonight. I wanted to share this with you because I have a sense and a vision and a dream in my heart that Trevor is going to come over and play with you in Greece at some point. Look at Trevor's face. He's like, wow, Michelle didn't tell me that before. I like how Giannis says that's nice. That's That's nice. nice. I picture that. (laughs) Um, 
and so I did I did want to set a little bit of that up for you and I I wanted to share with our listeners what you and RG have created there. You you started in the castle at Lepanta and um, you're doing a lot of workshops with different groups that come over to Greece. Can you share a little bit more about what you've been doing and now where the journey is taking you? Mm-hmm. In uh, this castle of 13th century that uh, we have, for the last six years, we've been uh, making concerts and presentations with the instruments that we construct on the workshop. I construct 14 different instruments inspired by mythology. And uh, we are honored also in the castle uh, the bagpipes from different islands of Greece, from different makers to honor the different styles. So people are coming to uh, our space and they can see a concert, they can attend a presentation of the instruments, interactive. I have discovered a way for somebody to become a musician in four seconds. So it's uh, I found an interactive way for somebody to enjoy the, the gift of music, of harmony, of melody, of symphony, of all of these beautiful words that they are divine and they have a specific uh, task. Now uh, we are expanding our... Uh, our vision, and we are creating symposium. We have uh, symposium means we drink all together. It's a banquet. We drink all together. Symposium. Uh, we are expanding uh, our vision. We have bought an old winery of uh, 19th century. It's a very big premises. So we are making symposium a place dedicated to music, art, and mythology. It will be a place dedicated to the pedagogic and scientific uh, examination and uh, implement, uh, implementation of Greek mythology, how Greek mythology can be a tool to understand the function of the universe outside you and inside you. Greek mythology, it finally seems to be not fairy tales, but pan-scientific knowledge locked inside one word or one letter. So it is a universe of understanding, and there is a way that led the Greeks to be able to liberate humanity from superstition by inventing science, observation, and um, test. <laughs> mm. Ooh. Ooh. We have a little bit of a bad connection there. And of course, maybe a lot of people don't know that Pythagoras was Greek, and that's going back um, a few thousand years. More. Yeah, like... Sixth century before Christ. Sixth century before Christ. So, yeah, about 2,600 years. Uh, and really introducing us to the idea of mathematics and music theory together. Um, so, so much was happening in that neck of the world. And, oof, wow, that's a... <laughs> that's a... I don't know if that's not on your end, probably just the connection of calling in from Greece or something. We're getting a little bit of static every once in a while. But the, you know, the significance, because I've been, oh, <laughs> we just have to put up with that, I guess. Um, the significance of what Greek, Greece means into our modern culture, and then the music, uh, uh, we're making a differentiation between new Greek, new Greek music, oh, and... Turn it down. I can turn it down, but we won't be, we won't be able to hear Giannis when he speaks. 
So I wonder if we should play a song and have him maybe possibly call back, do you think? I don't know, because that's quite, you know, I think. What happened? What, it's, what, it's a really loud, like, white noise interference that's coming in really loud. Um, so I think why it's may, popping. Yeah, popping and stuff. So maybe what we'll do, um, Michelle, you want to cue the song that you have queued up? And Giannis, is that okay if we have you while the song is playing that we have you hang up and then um, call us back and see if that's any better? Yes. Let's okay. let's do that. So just hang on to the hang on to uh, the line for a second here. We'll make sure that what we want to make sure is playing. Yeah, there it is. There. So is that playing, Michelle? Oh, there we go. All right. So we're going to play a song out. This is actually you, you Trevor Green. <laughs> wow, that is loud. <laughs> I hope that gets better. Um, but here's music recorded from Trevor Green. What's the name of this song, Trevor? This is The Voice of the Wind. The Voice of the Wind. I love this song. Um, well, thank you for listening to Awakening Code Radio. We're going to hope to have a better connection with Giannis in Greece. Thank you for staying with us.
Awesome. That's a beautiful song. Thank you for that, Trevor. Tell us a little bit about it. Oops. Hold on. There, there you are. go. There we are. Um, yeah, tell you about the song. Jeez, I don't know. That one well, came... Well, one, we're talking about ancient music, so I love that you are thematically perfect for the show because Aboriginal music from Australia and didgeridoo and the instruments that you play are ancient as well. Yeah, I had spent some time with, um, well, I was doing some prayer on the Bolsa Chica wetlands, which is just north of here, and um, through some, um, I guess, intentional calling that I was looking for in my own sphere at the time, a brother showed up in my life and took me on this whole other... Uh, journey through Native American culture, uh, my brother Buddy, and um, that was part of, that song was a, um, yeah, well, the, the opening of that song is uh, his mother speaking Navajo prayer, mm. and um, that particular tune was written with um, their family in mind, and it actually on the record was dedicated to his son, Sheldon, who had passed a year prior, mm. uh, but yeah, it's um, it's a it's a prayer is what it is. Awesome. Yeah. And you've got some shows. I mean, you perform a lot, but you have something coming up here in Laguna as well. Yeah, we're in town here hanging out for a week, and we got a show this Saturday in Laguna at, uh, it's called the BC Space. It's really cool art uh, loft on forest downtown in Laguna here. So I'm going at 6 p.m. I'm really excited because I've never been to BC Space. So. I think that BC Space used to be the old Freemason Lodge. It, somebody had told me that it has some really um, interesting historic value here in Laguna. Like it's one of the oldest art studios in Laguna. And apparently. it's a little door off a of forest. Yes. And, and you, you just go, go up. up the stairs. Yeah. And it, there's a stage here. I just stumbled my way into that about two weeks ago yeah. and met their, um, the guy who's kind of running the space and right. there's uh, some cool art there some sacred geometry art there yeah. and i'm just like wow what is this and he goes this used to be an old freemason lodge yeah there you go and i'm like wow i didn't even know it existed most here people in laguna have no idea. i keep telling i never knew i never heard of it yeah it doesn't yeah. say anything on the door there's just yeah. a little single wide door which says nothing yeah. so you wouldn't know what it was which i love it's just like it's like a portal here in yes I, I love it so cool how cool that we're connecting ancient greece with Ancient Laguna and ancient, um, I know you went to Australia right. when you were recording, before you recorded that album. And I right. just always think of Australia when I listen to the entire collection of songs. I think there's 11 songs on there, huh? Yeah, yeah. And we do have Giannis back on the air with us. Giannis, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed that we have the digital gods on our side, um, that we don't hear that white noise static. Um, and, and you gave us a great introduction. You said that the castle that you've been performing in is 13th century. So that means the 1200s. 
if I'm doing yes. my math right. So yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, like 300 years before Christopher Columbus or so, or at least a couple hundred years, uh, sailed over here to what he thought was India. That castle was already at least 200 years old. That's pretty mind blowing. Uh, yes, but let's not forget that Christopher Columbus, he was not the first Westerner that went there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Don't go rewriting our history. <laughs> Actually, in Mountville, Alabama, there is a civilization before Columbus came there. So that's the uh, a mistake that the people from the United States are doing. They think that their history starts from Columbus. Yeah, well, we, we stand by our mistakes. I mean, he thought he was in India, and... Uh, we still call Native Americans Indians, even though there's there's no reason to call them Indians. It's one of the, the yeah. I, to me, it's almost comical. But uh, there you go. We we stand by our mistakes. <laughs> Imagine that there is a, a high priest of Delphi called Plutarch, and he wrote a book about the visible side of the moon. Mm. They had a conference in Delphi about the minerals of the moon. In what depth is what stones? So he said, if you want to go to Esperia, Esperia is the American continent. Mm. Uh, you have to go to uh, uh, Britain, to Bre- Bre- Britain, Britain, and from Britain, four days uh, uh, west, following the uh, the North uh, Stream. So he had the perfect coordination how to reach uh, Canada. <laughs> he already knew. I mean, they already knew, and he already knew actually where it was the uh, Gulf, and we have evidence of my non civilization being there and uh, many other before. And, and uh, you mentioned Del- Delphi or Delphi, and uh, many people have heard of the Oracle of, of Delphi or Delphi. Um, <laughs> what, just real quickly, while we have someone who's grown up in, in Greece there, tell us about the Oracle of Delphi. 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 The word Delphi means womb, womb. That's why dolphin is an animal that has a womb, it's a mammal. Eh? Uh, uh, in, in mythology, Zeus, he let two eagles, one go left and the other go right. Uh, so wherever you see a double-headed eagle looking left and right, the, the archetype is from mythology, like the, the Byzantium and before that. So he left two uh, eagles, one go left and one uh, right. And when they met after uh, circling the world, in mythology they said circling, so they had an idea of the spherical of the uh, of the earth. When they circled the world, they hit each other and they fall in Delphi. So that, that was his way to find the center of this world. So in this uh, place they built uh, Apollo, his son, he built his uh, temple. Apollo is the deity of light and music. His name means vibration, hmm. pulse, Apollon, Apal, Apollon. And he's a deity of light and music. When he was born, uh, seven swans flew above him. And now why seven and why not 27? <laughs> How many notes we have in music? Oh, are you asking, you asking me? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. How many notes we have in music? Well, I suppose it depends. Are you playing just the white notes or the white and the black notes or the a basic, Western scale? Basic, <laughs> Seven. The, the basic scale. 
scale. Seven. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti. Yes. And how many uh, colors we have in the rainbow? I'm, I'm going to say seven. <laughs> Light and music. When fire, according uh, to mythology, hits our planet, it divides in sound and light. And because Apollo comes from the light of the land of fire, he transformed himself into light and sound. You see the, the incredible uh, scientific approach of mythology. So in Delphi, he had his, uh, or, uh, his uh, uh, temple. It was also, in the 1970s, uh, we discovered that it's not a coincidence where Delphi was uh, built, because uh, in Greece, we have uh, uh, our uh, sanctuaries and the sacred places are creating between them equal triangles. So uh, Delphi and other temples of Apollo and other sacred places, they create between them geometrical shapes. Mm. It's, uh, to speak about Delphi, we have to make a whole another uh, interview. <laughs> a whole other show about yeah. Delphi. A I, whole I, other show. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention that uh, people, uh, especially in the Western world, think that spirituality comes from Asia. Or from, uh, like you are searching about native people and connecting to the earth. Uh, let's not forget that uh, the achievements of uh, the Greeks, it happened because they were deep spiritual people. Mm -hmm. We have, um, um, in literature, we have uh, full uh, uh, approaches in meditation. We have uh, uh, healing processes through sanctuaries. Let's not forget the word therapy. Eh, we use and we like it. It's Greek. And the first therapeutic centers, uh, it was uh, delivered by Asclepius, the son of uh, Apollo. We have a Greece's deep spiritual place, and I feel that uh, in the next years it will be a hub, because uh, the Western world, as you said it before, is dependent on Greece. And uh, it's nice also to seek our past to go to the future because the Western world is uh, transforming and moving our world. <laughs> mm -hmm. That must be that must be what I felt when when I was feeling into the show and that title came through so strongly: the ancient music as a bridge to the future, because we are kind of in this. It feels like we're going back to zero point, and mythology has such a place in this this jump into this new timeline, this age of Aquarius, which feels like a new renaissance happening on the earth. And since Greek was so much a part of of that, and what you're explaining about the mythology and how it has its place in bringing us and bridging us over to the future, it does feel like. Like when I see Trevor there playing in Greece, I feel like we're bridging worlds. And I really do think that we'll, Eric, you and I are probably going to do uh, some sort of a trip over there, a sonic geometry trip over there. It feels like it's wanting to be birthed through this. And one of the things that you said about Apollo, I, and I love that you, you have referred to me, Giannis, what did you say to John J. Oliver when he showed up and held up my picture? <laughs> What the, the John J. Oliver said when? 
When John J. Oliver was on our show, I said, you've got to go over to Santorini and meet my friends Giannis and Argie. And then he didn't call you ahead of time. What happened when he showed up? Uh, he came, uh, I was playing the Apollonian Lira on the, on the veranda. And uh, he came up, he looked, he looked at me and he had his phone and he said, do you know her? <laughs> and it was a picture of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it was a picture of you. And you said and I was your what? My Apollonian sister. Apollonian <laughs> sister. Well, I was intrigued by the Apollo story because you said that there was a connection to Apollo and Pulse. Is that correct? Yes. Apollo and Athena, her sister. The name of Athena is Pallas. Pallas means vibration. The word pulse comes from the Greek word Pallas, means vibration. Athena, she was born from the head of Zeus, and is the pulse mind, mm. the vibrational mind. It's, very, it's important to define words are wise, words they have wisdom. They are entities by itself, by themselves. They are able to decode and to explain to us and to give answers to our problems, to our wanderings. If we pay attention to the words, I will give you an example. In the mountain Olympus, it was six deities and six, uh, twelve deities. I don't call them gods because for me it's not accurate the word. Because we say theology. Somebody that studies about the divinity in the Western world, he studies theology, not godology. You understand what I say? Yes. It's, it's completely different, the term, for me. So it is uh, 12 uh, deities up there. One of the deities, it is Estia. 12 women and 12 men, let's call them men and women, for the sake of conversation. Equality. We said that with uh, Michelle the other day about the equality, the, the balance between masculine and uh, feminine. In Mountain Olympus, it was already there, mm. the, this equality. So one of the women, it is Estia, Hestia, symbolizing fire, family, and warmth, a source of light. Wherever we see a source of light, for the Greeks, this is Estia. And because mythology is always astronomy, what is the Estia for our planet? What is the source of light for our planet? Our sun. The sun. So when the sun comes up, we agree that we have a source of light, right? Yes. We can see. Where the sun rises from, and we have a source of light. From where? It rises from the? East. East. Estia. Hest. You hear it? Mm-hmm. Estia. Hmm. The word comes from there. And now uh, we have a negative prefix called U, means does not exist, like utopia, a place that does not exist, utopia, right? Mm. The, uh, the prefix U means does not exist. So when you unite U and East, what your word do you have? West, U-West. West. East and West comes from that. Mm. So it is nice when you learn this dialect, this mm. English dialect, to understand why we call it East and West, because the etymology, because when you understand where it comes from, you are open, 
you are doing a meditation with eyes open. It means you understand the function of the universe. You're becoming a scientist. I love it. And I, and I speak a little bit of Spanish, and I was always intrigued by that East is Este and West was Oeste. You know, it's just... I don't know that. You tell me. Yeah, you yeah it's <laughs> almost the same as Este. You said Este and Ueste in Spanish. It's Este and Oeste. You know, where we say just East and West, they're, they're spelled completely different. You would not think that there was any connection when you speak English. But in Spanish, it sounds much more like the Greek translation of, you know, just Este and then either U or O in front of it, Oeste, that they're related. Let's not forget that uh, we said before that uh, Greek language, Hellenic language, is the base language of all mm. of the Western world. Uh, the languages. If you re if you retrieve the Greek language from English, from Spanish, from French, from Italian, they 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 becoming dysfunctional. Mm. This is uh, this is because the scientific terms are based there. The way to communicate and the way to develop. Um, Spanish language is not by itself or French or English. They are all interconnected. <laughs> That's awesome. I love talking with you, and I and I know we have lots That's of time time left. I pulled up a song that we've played every once in a while here uh, on the station. Kyrie liaison, is that Greek? Kyrie. Can you say it before? Kyrie, like again? the the song is Kyrie liaison. Yes, Kyrie liaison. Is that Greek? Yes. Yes. I just I just happened to pull that song up. I was because I like that song. I think it was Mr. Mister that did this song in the 80s, possibly. And as I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, Kyrie, and I'm like, wow. that might be Greek. And here we are. Just I pulled probably the only it song is. that ever... in hymn. Yeah. That in hymn. Yes, that is crazy. So we're going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and start it just so you can hear a little bit of Kyrie Liaison. Um, it should be playing right there. Um, you can right. hear it. You can listen to it with us a little bit. Thank you. And all of you listening to Awakening Code Radio, we appreciate you. Stay tuned.
I'm Marianne Williamson, and you're listening to Awakening Code Radio. So that was Kyrie Liaison by Mr. Mr. Oh, we're now we're hearing a little bit of um, feedback. Feedback. I'm hearing my voice through. <laughs> Are you there, Giannis? Yes, I am, my friend. Okay, why am I hearing you? You don't have a radio on, do you? No. No, I don't. Huh. All right, well, let me turn everything else off. And I'm still hearing a little. I'm hearing double air. Oh, double air squared. I don't know. So tell us what Kyrie Liaison means. Kyrie, Kyrios is the Lord. And, and, Lord, liais- and, and liaison. Eleison, eleison, bless us. Ah. Lord bless us. Lord bless us, yes, in a way. Actually, the word, uh, it, uh, if, you, if we crack the word, it says like, flow the light upon us. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, yeah, I like if, that. If we I like that. define Decode, yeah. I, w- I wonder if this echo is happening on our podcast, if they can hear it or not. Um, we're going to hear from Trevor Green real quick. Let's hear you, Michelle, and see if we hear you as an echo. One of the... Th- oh, yeah. I, no, it's doing <laughs> it's it with there. me, too. I was going to say, um, Giannis, our, our computer graphics are the girl um, that makes our banners and our graphics colleen our admin she is amazing at these banners that she puts on our facebook page and i just logged on and see that she posted your um the link to pipe dreams a bagpipe odyssey that was played on um, the bbc which is the story behind the oldest musical instrument known to man. And so she she posted that on our Facebook page. So people can find you through that. And hopefully she'll post your website as well. But she also posted something that I thought was neat um, right before we were going on the air. And that was, it looks like a quote from Plato. And it says, I would teach children music, physics, and philosophy, but most importantly, music. For the patterns in music and all the arts are the keys to learning. And Giannis, you've really given us a a learning. Trevor, on the break, Trevor was saying, wow. Both Eric and Trevor were talking about how knowledgeable you are and how, what a... What a great teacher you are. You've been really enlightening no, us. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to, real quickly, we're going to drop your mic a little bit, Giannis, and um, listen to Trevor play. He's queued up here. He brought a guitar um, and a didgeridoo, and I'm excited to hear you play both. So why don't you set us up a little bit um, about what we're going to hear? Yeah. Oops. There we go. There we are. Uh, I'm going to play a tune called Open Minds, and this tune um, I thought it would be fitting to play on the show. I wrote it. Um, or it or itself, I should say, right off the coast here, um, a place called Crystal Cove. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on the cliffside there a couple of years ago and um, had this guitar on my lap, and I was just kind of noodling around like I normally would do, and all of a sudden all these whales started breaching out in front and um, had this beautiful conversation between the music that I was um, playing at the time and, and watching uh, the whales breaching. And, um, yeah, it was a... Uh, it was a really special moment, and so I, uh, I, I always felt the power of um, 
information that the whales bring to us as um, really ancient codes, and so I thought I would uh, share this particular tune. That sounds great. Yeah. So I'm going to drop our mics down, and we're just it's just you. It's the Trevor All Green right. Show. <laughs> Got enough of that guitar? I think so. above these broken walls and the prophecy thought once lost in time has come to light through open minds we rise Endless life is a living dream ooh, 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 ooh. We rise and
We are called to rise above these broken walls And the prophecy thought once lost in time Has come to life through open minds That sounded really, really good. I mean, as I was listening to it, we have quite a few live uh, performers come in, but that sounded like that could just be a recording. <laughs> that sounded really, really it did, good. It did. Um, just uh, hopefully the mix was right. It sounded perfect in my headphones. Thank you. you are a really gifted singer-songwriter. Yeah. I mean, uh, because you're just expressing your heart. I know every singer-songwriter's got something to say, but it, it, that heart message doesn't always come through. Um, we were at One Love Festival not too long ago, and Mike Love is a person that comes to mind. I just if, you played know, with him, yeah. Did you? Yeah. And he, man, I mean, he just oozes that and just draws you in, and so do you. He just draws you into uh, cool. your heart space. Thanks, and so that's a, that's a real gift to share with and the world. And it makes sense now that you set it up about how that song came to be and the whales showed up. No wonder why you played that song on our boat when we went out on the yes. dolphin and whale boat right. on 5-5. Yeah. Five five. I remember that was the song you played, so yeah. now it makes total sense. <laughs> and we had uh, Giannis call us back. Um, so are you there? Oh, no, he's not there yet. Third time's a charm. Well, I'm going to play this. Are you there, Giannis? Yes, I am. Okay, so we got, first, off, first time off. we got rid of the white noise. Second time we got rid of the echoes. So we're we're hoping that third time. Third a time's charm. a charm. <laughs> the, uh, that uh, uh, that was live playing. That was yes. live. He's sitting wow. across from us. It was sounded like a, a record, uh, like a studio. Didn't it? <laughs> I, I thought the same yes, thing. Yes. Oh, oh, now we. Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> now we now we've got the white noise again. Um, Giannis, go ahead. We're going to try it one more time. Call us back real quick because can you hear me? We've got that really yes. loud um, white noise, and I have so many questions I want to ask you. So oh give my. give us okay, a try. I we'll was, talk to we'll I talk to Trevor for a while. Give us a call back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Giannis. So, um, Trevor, give us a little bit of your story. I mean, how you how you became doing what you do. You're, I mean, this is your solo gig playing music, right? Yes, that's all you do. There's yeah. a lot of people that do something else and. Also a musician, you are, this is all there is for you. This is it for now. I actually just found out I'm going to be teaching kids how to ski for a few months in the wintertime. Oh, well, that would be fun. Of, nice. Yeah, super exciting to, I've actually been in the space of wanting to um, not get away from music, but take some time doing other things. And um, I just, yeah, so it's the first time in a really long time that I've actually allowed myself to do that, so... But and yes, this is what I do. This is what you do. Yeah. And you travel around a lot. And, you know, I I'm, I'm totally get it. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the stuff I've been doing, the sonic geometry stuff. And sometimes it, it totally, I can't think of anything else. It just pours in. And I, and I need an escape every once in a while. I yeah. need to put it on the shelf and just let it breathe on its own and, and trust that it'll come back to me as it needs to. And I'll dive back into the information when it's right, but right. something that consumes you, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be alcohol or something positive, but if it consumes you, you don't want to get lost in anything. 
Right. And, you know, I'm a big believer in pulse, like we just talk about, talked about with Giannis, that pulse, you know, like a jellyfish swims, that mm-hmm. it goes out and contracts, right. you know. Right. Uh, in the Gospel of Thomas, the Jesus is supposed, supposedly said, you know, to his disciples when they asked him, who are you? And he says, I am motion and rest. Yeah. I think we... We've lost a lot of that. We think that drive, 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 drive is, is so what, true. what we're supposed to do. We're actually supposed to pulse and rest. Ebb and flow. Yeah. Ebb and flow. Yeah. That is, if we watch nature, we see that everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what, a tree growing or the ocean coming at us. Ebb and flow is a huge part of it. Yeah, so, I actually believe that's why we see so much sickness on our planet right. nowadays is because we've gotten so far from... Ebb and flow. Yeah. We just are drive, you know, drive to the point of exhaustion, and then we just collapse. And you think you're doing wrong. Yeah. And then you get weak, and you go, "Oh, what, what happened? Yeah. I'm I I lost my mojo." No, you didn't. You were supposed to <laughs> rest, and your mojo will increase the next time. Yeah. You know, it amplifies. Yeah. That's what exponential growth is. Well, that was the. And Brian a, would call that balance. My husband's. That's his word on our dolphin boat all the time. Balance. Is balance to yeah. find that balance. Yeah, and and I don't use balance so uh, don't. as much so often, but like dynamic equilibrium. Yeah. You know, like the yin yang symbol. That is balance, but it's also insinuating that there needs to be breathing. Yeah. In and out. And I mean, seasons teach us that. That's yes. Something that we've also lost. And, right. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more music from you. Should we raise the the mic for Giannis and I see know. what Giannis we have? is called back? F- fingers crossed. If Giannis, you've been a really good sport. Um, we're going to push the button here. And uh, thank you for calling in every single time. And we're just going to keep trying it and hope that it comes through because um, there's some things that we haven't even talked about yet. We've, ta- you know, we've talked about the ancient music and we've talked about the instruments that you create. But there's so much related to like Pythagoras. And that's my work uh, that I've been doing for about the last five years is getting into either the mathematics of music or the key, as Michelle would call it, the keys and codes of music, that there's more than just melody or harmony. There is something happening when we hear certain type of music or compositions or symphonies that triggers something deeper within us. It's almost like the mystery codes. And um, she said that you were familiar with the two videos that I created, Sonic Geometry. Um, It is you. (laughs) <laughs> That's Eric. <Yes>. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. I, I pl- uploaded in my in my website some two years before, I think. Like, uh, congratulations. I do you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. That means a lot coming from you. Um, and, and Michelle is just rolling her eyes because every once in a while something comes up. There was an Australian manufacturer, some chime sets, and they said, oh, we got the information from the Sonic Geometry videos. And, she, and Michelle's job now is just to make sure that I don't get too big a head you know, <laughs> about us. But thank you very much for you know, sharing the videos. Um, the information came through in the most illogical of ways. I am not somebody that follows you know, physics or geometry or math or music theory, and yet a very simple equation came through the the sum totals of geometry reveal a harmonic what we call a major chord and that is the chord that sort of resonates deep within us when we hear uh, music we we always are kind of hearing when does it turn pretty again you know if it's dangerous sounding or something we are looking for that resolution and um you know it just it now it's its own ride now i i go and share and talk about it but it it has been such a, a crazy thing for me that 
Uh, I'm not into math. I haven't been in geometry, music theory, and and yet here here comes sonic geometry. And and about 2,500 people a day are still watching those videos, so it's pretty exciting. Yes, yes, it's it's great, it's great. Uh, it uh, when I saw it, I understand also many things about uh, not only for the four uh, thirty-two, uh, but also for the for the nine. Yes. <laughs> Let's not forget that the word music comes from the muses of the art. Oh, the muses. And we're right back to nine, Greece, aren't we? Nine muses of the art. Oh, not, were there nine muses? Yes. Oh, see, now I learned something else that just puts, puts it all together. It does. It, it really does. That whole factor muse, nine. Yes, the word music comes from uh, the nine muses of the art. In uh, the dictionaries, it means uh, as a word. Uh, that uh, it's the essence upon nature. Yeah. Musiki essence is the essence upon nature. The visible nature that we see around us has an essence. Okay? Yeah, got it. This is called music from Musa. And also, the same root goes to the word misis. Initiation. Initiation, I said correctly? Initi when you initiate? In initiation, yes. Comes from the same root of music and the word mystery. <laughs> hmm. So music, mystery, initiation are all related. And music, when you put it that way, music is like the audio file that is helping us drop into the mystery and the initiation of it. I mean, the music is the, the, to help me, Trevor, what, like, music is the carrier wave, almost, that is helping us connect to the mystery. Right. Yeah, it, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. That's kind of exciting when you think of it that way. What, now that you're talking about the nine muses, what do you think the significance of nine might be, Giannis? Uh, as, as a word, it means uh, the inside uh, uh, as, as a word, because always when I am trying to approach uh, the significance, the significance of something, the significance of something, I'm trying to approach the etymology of the word first, first to see what the word has to reveal to us, and then to go to philosophy. So, uh, Enea, nine, it means, uh, in a way, I'm trying to translate now to English, they, they knew, they knew that comes from inside, and Nea, Neo, knew, because it comes, they knew that re results into ten, that is one, the beginning again. Hmm. The new beginning in a way. So nine is the end and the new beginning. Yes. Nine is both. It's the end because the decimal system. So Greeks, Greeks had the decimal system. I mean, where, please say, I didn't hear you. So Greek, ancient Greeks had the decimal system where nine and then went to 10. Of course, is the Pythagorean tetractis. Mm. Of course, that's why they put the hierarchy of the, artistic creation of the universe it was given to the nine muses daughters of zeus and mnemosyne 
Mnimosine means memory. The nine muses are supervising the artistic creation of the universe according to ratios. That's the word, the, the word ratio and logos is the same word. In mathematics we have the ratio and in language we have the logos. Logos, when I say logos, you understand what I say? Yes. The word. Yes. Logos. Yes? The logos. The, uh, psychology, theology, gynecology. So, in the beginning it was the word, the logos, right? Mm -hmm. And the logos gave ratio to the universe. Uh, golden ratio, okay? Mm. Yes. So, the artistic creation of the universe, according to this ratio, this logos, it was, uh, it was delivered to the nine muses of arts. The nine muses of arts are supervising the artistic creation of the universe in the world of ideas, in the beginning of the creation, and in our realm, they are supervising and protecting the arts in a house that has their name called museum. All these, all these words. It's really fascinating. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. That is... Museum. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, you amuse me. Yeah. You amuse me. It's, it's, well, you're amusing me, yes. that's for sure. And I am all over this. I love etymology and root <laughs> yes, words, and we do forget that Greek is... Because we, we go back a lot to Latin, but if you actually read your dictionary, half of all words... That their origin is Greek. Mm -hmm. Also, you know. Latin alphabet came from Greece, from Asia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and we have the phi ratio, you know, that I talk about all the time. The yeah, golden yeah. ratio is the phi ratio. Phi is a Greek letter. Uh -huh. from, the, from the sculptural Phidias, the one that he built the Parthenon. Wow. Oh, so the Parthenon is loaded with the golden ratio. And the, so. The Parthenon, oh, the Parthenon is, is a heaven of uh, sacred geometry and divine astronomy. When you unite the columns of the Parthenon, uh, the, the, the columns of Parthenon, they, they're not straight, they have an angle. Right. Oh. When you unite these angles, uh, they have the height of the pyramid of, uh, the big pyramid of Egypt. Exactly oh. the same height. Oh my gosh. There is, uh, uh, the Parthenon, the, the Parthenon is a whole another uh, in, in the view. That's amazing. I learned that about the Parthenon years ago, that the columns look straight to our eye, uh, so they don't look like they vanish because they're actually tapering. Everything, we, we, you said before, uh, my friend, that we forget. That's why the mother of the muses is the memory, mnemosine, through the arts, through the arts, you remember the word uh, truth, in Greek, means Alicia, means uh, you get out of uh, um, you, you're, uh, you get out of uh, uh, stone. Uh, your mind becomes a stone. So Alicia, truth, gets get you out of the out of the light, gets you out of the light and shows you something that happened in the past, but you forget it. The arts is this way to remember who you are, to remember what is the function of the uh, earth around us and how this was defined by these superior ment uh, mentalities all over the world, not only, of course, in Greece. 
Uh, here it was defined in a logical base through experiment, experiment and through science. That was the big uh, step that uh, these people did back then and we follow their principles today, whatever we do. Let's not forget how important the word energy is. Yes. And everything happens for this word. So we have to define this word to understand why we're suffering, because we, maybe we don't understand what it means. What energy? Yes. And the words are happening for this world, the wars in the world, for energy, most of all. We have to let this energy, to, this, this thing to flow. Uh, for me, is the most important word we have right now in the world. <laughs> is energy. <laughs> Yes, this word. Mm. Because everything happens for this reason. It, it's true. We're fighting over energy. You know, I'm still freaking out a little bit of Apollo and Pulse. I Not more than a month ago, I was just kind of letting things drift through my mind and thinking of these mm -hmm. big, big issues. And the sonic geometry videos have, have kind of helped me as I go back and review them. Because it sort of just felt like kind of gifted information as it flowed through. And... Um, you know, we are all thinking about God in one way or another. Is like, is God real or whatever? And I ended up like, well, I don't really know what God is for sure, but I feel like I'm getting closer to understanding two primary tools of of divinity or creation. And it ended up being pulse and spin. That if you have spin and pulse, you kind of have the two things required to say hold a pattern in place. You know, if something's spinning and pulsing against it. Um, like a strobe light against a spoked wheel spinning, you you start holding a pattern, holding a design in place. So that you said Apollo, one of these gods, meant or was connected to the word pulse. Um, that that caught me. What's what's the word for spin in Greece? Is there some story of, of spin or turning or rotation? Peri, perivinis, I will tell you. I will tell you. Protogonos, the the first one that he was born. Uh, are you familiar with Orpheus? Orpheus, it, 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 he's not the one who flew, was he? No, Orpheus, no. he was the first theologist. Okay. He was uh, uh, Orpheus and uh, Eurydice, uh, or the musician. Okay. Orpheus, uh, have you, are you familiar with the cosmic egg? Yes. This was delivered by Orpheus. So, according to the Orpheus, the first one that he came out from the cosmic egg, it was Protogonos, the firstborn, and uh, he uh, was uh, moving in a spiral way. Mm. He became a rhombus, the shape rhombus, rhombus, mm -hmm. I said correctly, and he, became, he, he, he starts spinning. Mm. So the universe, according to Orpheus and the Orphic hymns, that is very accurate, is a spinning universe in a spira, 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 so, spira mode. So is spira the same root as spirit, or...? Yes, comes from the same, and also the word spira has inside the word pyr, fire. Mm. Spir, pyroclastic, pyromania is right. the word. Right, right. Spear. It is this inside fire, the, uh, through fire everything happens, and light is fire, and it is pulse, and it is moving in a spiral way. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. That's... That is fascinating. It's totally fascinating, because uh, 
we understand today that mythology, it is this scientific knowledge that is locked inside these stories, in these words. The word sperma, sperm, eh? sperm, that moves in a spiral way and it is fire also. It is inside. It's incredible. Mm. It, may, it, it makes everything make sense it, that it, you didn't even know needed to make sense. Right. No, it, it brings it all back to a narrative. Yeah. It brings it back, mm-hmm. just like sonic geometry did, it brought it back to a narrative that there is a knowingness mm-hmm. carried through in this information. And what I'm hearing from Giannis is the same type of thing. There's a knowingness carried through in the stories. Mm-hmm. And it's just waiting for us to catch up and reassemble it and go, yeah. these this came That's from how it's to the us. bridge to the future. Yes. Now I'm going to connect your documentary and the creation of the world. Uh, all the light that is coming down, all of this universal force uh, that is coming down, the purpose of that is to create uh, the creation, okay? To create physical creation as we do it today. Our Earth. Mm-hmm. Our Earth. Uh, another name of Earth is Terra. Right. Terra. That's why Teratogenesis, uh, the monster, te- was created by the Earth in mythology. Teratogenesis. He created. He created the Earth. Poetry is fire upon Earth. Poetera. Eh? So everything is poetic, but to be able to create. Earth, to create this earth, it's necessary to have fire. We agree on that because yeah. the inside of the core of the earth is full of fire, the volcanoes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, to create earth, to create a, a physical matter. Our body is made from fire. Mm-hmm. It's, not cre- it's made from fire, the sperm and an egg through a, through a, a glimpse, they created. Do you know where clay clay becomes solid in what kind of temperature? No. 1260. 1260. Oh, look at that. So all kinds all kinds of crazy connecting the dots. Connecting the dots. My mind is going crazy right now. Tell me one more time about the pro who was it that was uh, spiral? It was pro proton or pro somebody. Proteus? Orpheus. Yeah, Orpheus. Orpheus. Orpheus was the god, but then you said something no, about... No, he was not. He was the son of the muse and Apollo. Okay. He was a living person. Uh, we know the dates. They have delivered the dates when he actually, actually he was born. And he created... He was the first theologist of the Greeks. Uh, when I say theology, uh, I don't mean about a superior being somewhere in a cloud. The word theos, first uh, the, the people, the animistic period, they were worshipping the stars and the planets, right? So the word theos in the dictionary, and this solves a big gap. Um, the word theos, theology, theos means something that moves and you can see it. It runs. Am I clear? Yes. Anything that moves and you can see it is Theos. The planets have names of Thei, they have names of deities. 
Why? Because they move and we can see them. Mm. The creator of the universe, the primary force according to uh, the archetype, it's atheos, atheist. You don't see him. <laughs> oh, like atheist. So, atheist is someone that actually it means I'm not visible. I don't exist. You don't see me. So if somebody said to me I'm an atheist, I say to him, if we want to be accurate, I see you. You are. <laughs> and and what is Theos? What is the creator? What is Theos? It is all the spiral, all the movement of the physical world. That is the divine. And this spiral movement that your documentary says, and how Heraclitus defined it. Heraclitus said that nature, she likes to hide herself. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, through numbers, everything is decoded through numbers around us. And that is the, the incredible... Uh, I, I wanted to be in front of the first person when he realized the Golden Ration universe. Mm. That's amazing. <laughs> how, he felt, how he felt. Can you be in his position when he realized the function of the golden ratio. Mm. Yeah, th that would be the mind blower. You know, Fibonacci in mm. Italy, the, he didn't invent the Fibonacci sequence, but when no. he saw it, his mind was blown, and he shared it with the Western world, more or less. I mean, that's something that you just go, it's elemental, it's simple, and there it is all around us. You know, in every spiral we've yeah. ever seen, from a tiny snail shell to a galaxy, is this... Fibonacci algorithm, so it's crazy. We have some music queued up that I think you have performed, Giannis. Giannis, which which I song? Some, which song? I you some recordings. Yeah, which song do you do you want me to play? The first one that you Wh sent. Whatever you like, darling. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take a stab and just play the first one he sent. Okay. Let's hear what All it right. sounds like. You you can tell us once you hear it playing, Giannis. You can tell which us uh, which one it is. Well, <clears throat> I'm. I'm queued up here, Michelle. So. It should start in a minute. It should start in a minute. There we go. Can you hear that, Giannis? No. Oh. It's okay. I've heard my music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll listen to this. It says Odessia. Yes, Odessia. Yes, How about Odessia? Uh, for Odysseus, yes. All right. There we go.
This is Deepak Chopra and you're listening to Awakening Code Radio. Welcome back. That was Giannis playing his flute. Very hunting. That Yeah, that was really <laughs> neat. I like that. I'm so glad you were able to send that over, Giannis, and we got to play that. I, I want to I give... One of the things we like to do here on Awakening Code Radio is we give shout-outs to our listeners. And we had received a message this week that I wanted to read on the air from Meg Hogan Nicolo. And she wrote, I love you guys. Just just discovered you this week. How it took this long is beyond me. I'm dying to know and you don't have to tell me. Eric doesn't even know about this message. I'm dying to know and you don't have to tell me. But if you don't mind, what year was Michelle born? <laughs> and her birthday is 11470. So she must have heard that it was my birthday in, in, on November 5th. And she said, did I hear you say your birthday is November 5th? I adore astrology. I was just curious. Love and light, Meg. So I wrote her back, and I wished her a happy birthday month, and I said my birthday year is 1963. (laughs) (laughs) And I told her I'm a Scorpio sun, a Cancer moon, and an Aquarius rising, and thanks for listening to the show. And then she said thanks for getting back to me, and she loves the show and to keep up the good work. So thank you for writing in, Meg. If you're listening to this show or this podcast, we really appreciate you, and I just wanted to make sure we gave that shout-out. For sure. Yeah. And Giannis... um, we're going into our last... It's hard to believe we've been... It's the show... Like, we have 20 minutes left. Mm-hmm. This is freaking me out. But, Giannis, you are, you, you are su- such a wealth of knowledge. And I want to share with our listeners the project that you and your beautiful wife, RG, are creating. One of the things... We had a two-hour talk on Sunday, and I shared with RG that I know here you had this... You created this beautiful program there for the last six years at the castle at Lapanta. And then you were given the news that the owners of the castle were going to um, take it back and use it for their own use. And I said to RG, oh my gosh, and when I track the energy of that, I can imagine what you felt, almost like uh, your whole world collapsing in and maybe, you know, like it probably felt like betrayal and maybe there was some anger but what you did what you what you and rg did was you did exactly what awakening code radio is all about you took what looked or appeared to be a negative situation and you completely remorphed it and you rebirthed it repackaged it and created a whole new um a whole new plan for your programs and your life. And I really want our listeners to understand what went into creating Symposium. Is that how you say it? Symposium? Symposium. Symposium. And what the vision is for Symposium and what, what our listeners can do to help you. Or I don't know if you want to put RG on or if you want to address yes, it. But I definitely want to... It's better to speak about... Uh, she has the whole picture on her head. She did. Yes. My sister, RG, is getting on the phone. Getting yeah. on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> we know he's handing the phone off. 
Hello. Hi There's there. RG. Welcome on our Hi, show. Everyone. <laughs> Hi everyone. Um, How we, is everyone? How are you? We're all we're all great. We're just blown away by all the information that Giannis has shared, and um, we just played one of his songs and. Before we run out of time, because we definitely want to hear want to hear from you about what the creating of Symposium was all about, and how you got mm-hmm. the vision, and what you're building upon. And um, we have our our other guest live in studio, Trevor Green. And before we close tonight, we're going to hear him play his didgeridoo. So we're going to take all these all this breath that we've been, you know, um, <laughs> cultivating on the show and then end with that. So do you want to give a little bit of a um, paint the picture? I just I just shared what I shared with you about how you created what would appear to be a negative by hearing the, the rug getting pulled out from underneath you and, yes. and, and how you recreated it. And now you have this amazing situation happening. So can you share that? Absolutely. Um the beginning of, of La Ponta was actually an afternoon walk as I was walking towards the lighthouse and encountered just a, a family home with a little chicken stuck in the fence. And this is what ignited the relationship with the family that owned this tower that they actually inherited in 1955. They lived there for many years. They abandoned it. And when we met them, we offered to fund the internal restoration to this uh, abandoned 13th century tower and created La Punta, the exhibition workshop for the Greek bagpipe. So La Punta has gifted us with the, the global traveler that has been arriving in Santorini for so many, so many years and now are able to um, walk through the 13th century through this Greek exhibition workshop. So this has been a blessing for us to be able to give a drop of our cultural heritage. I'm Greek-American. I I was brought up in the United States and I've been living in Greece now for 20 years. So for me as a Greek, to be able to give a drop of our cultural heritage to the global traveler, it's been amazing. Mm -hmm. So the transition of creating this beautiful space and in hopes to fully restore it, as you mentioned, everyone changed. So we embraced the change. We understood that the vision was greater than just the walls of the castle. And it's actually beautiful to deconstruct yourself through, metaphorically, through the walls of the castle, if I may, and then down into a pasture of just an old abandoned winery where folks were making wine. And this is why we use the word symposium. As I presume Yanis has explained before, the etymology of the word, we drink together. Mm-hmm. And it was those nine muses that gave inspiration to the symposium. And so this is where the logo has actually appeared from, the nine muses, which were actually ventilation holes into the main chamber where they were pressing the wine. So the beauty of symposium now is to unite through music, art, and Greek mythology to take people through a different time travel in this old abandoned space. So we're very happy uh, to embark on this new adventure, my dear Michelle and friends. Sounds awesome. And tell, tell our listeners where this winery is. You were telling me about the village and the town. Yes. Mega- um, Megalohori, which is the big village, is from where the castle is located on the island of Santorini. It's about two kilometers, which is about, let's say, a 10-minute drive. So this is more centrally located. It's footsteps uh, from the main square of Megalohori. As you walk through 
uh, kind of a small labyrinth village town. You'll embark uh, a beautiful courtyard, which we here will create our uh, Homeric wine cafe nestled in a mythological botanical garden. Love it. Don't w- you want to jump I on a go. plane right yeah. now? I, I know. Just, yes, <laughs> yes, we all I think it's come. so wonderful. We're bringing, tr- we're bringing Trevor with us, and we're all coming over. <laughs> yes, That's yes. So yeah. awesome. The future plans for this beautiful symposium space, because now we just finished actually running an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign to generate some of the funds to kind of give us a, a kickstart to be able to build internally a part of this space. Refurbish is the correct word, I should say, to refurbish the internal winery. And the hopes for the future, as we will continue our ongoing fundraising, is in the lower level, there's a subterranean level. It's a beautiful cave, which will have a residence house, an artist residence house, and the cave of Polyphemus, if I may, which we have baptized it, cave of Polyphemus will be for the artists to be able to present their work. So it's a space to be able for artists like yourselves to be able to join us and stay with uh, with us on the beautiful island of Santori and present your work in our space. And this global audience is what makes uh, Santori so enticing to all walks of life. Love it. So we welcome you all. That sounds great to me. So how do our listeners find you? Do you, you want to give a little plug about some of the benefits when they do get, when they do promote, uh, I mean, they donate to your fundraising. I know you have lots of really neat things that you're offering. Absolutely. If if you enter now into what is the, the splash page of the new website, which is symposiumsantorini.com, it will take you into a fundraising campaign which offers various musical instruments that Yanis constructs from double flutes, the side flutes, the river flutes, the cycladic drum. All of these instruments are created by him in the workshop, and they're made of our local material, cane. And in addition to that, we've got the benefit of these beautiful uh, local sponsors that have offered private homes and villas and hotels so that if someone wants to join us, they can donate and be a part of our uh, experience and symposium by staying in one of these beautiful facilities on the island. That's awesome. So spell it out for us, because I think some people are probably a little unclear on symposium. So go ahead yes, and spell that. Yes, because symposium today in English right. is I-U-M. We're taking the original Greek word, so it's S-Y-M-P-O-S-I-O-N. Symposium with an N, an I-O-N. It's SymposiumSantorini.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, R.G., and, and please stay on the line. We're going to drop uh, your phone line right now so we can talk to our other guest and have him play his didgeridoo, but pl- we want to we want to bring you back before, so just have uh, sure. Giannis stay on the phone. All right, thanks so much. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, let's hear from you, Trevor. And we're speaking of, and, you know, I could talk about ancient music from different cultures and how significant frequency uh, has been all over the world. You know, when we hear church bells or Gregorian chants in monasteries or the Om or any of those things, you know, it's it's not just to sing or to hear ourselves. It is, to me, acknowledging the significance of vibration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. didgeridoo, more than probably any instrument, will just take you to that place of you're just lost in the vibration of it. Yeah, it is a time travel instrument. I, I, we were talking to Michelle earlier, and um, I think the attraction to it that we all have, whether we know it or not, is that um, 
the essence of the instrument is not only of the earth because it is, um, well, it's just a piece of wood mm-hmm. uh, hollowed by termites. They do the work for us, really. And, right. Um, but also the, the essence of playing the instrument is um, the circular breath, and so the continuous breath, um, the non-broken, uh, it's, not, it's not linear. Right. It's a circular thing, and um, yeah, it's beautiful thing. i love it so we're gonna That's we're gonna so drop fascinating we're and how do we know when the like the aboriginals in australia created or yeah. first started playing aborigines yeah they're, playing they're didgeridoos there's a lot of theory on it um they have some that they have artifacts that they've dated back some twenty thousand. i've even heard forty thousand. Um, but yadaki is the name of the traditional instrument so didgeridoo was a name given to it later on uh, folklore says that white men came and that was what they heard and they give it that name but so what was the first instrument called yadaki yadaki Yidaki. yeah y-i-d-a-k-i was an aboriginal warrior who was um, told to be the first to pick up um, hmm. and start mimicking i learned something nature. else to, tonight on this you show. actually learned that when we had the the brothers when we, oh or yeah. were you on that show i was yeah I, I remember, but Yadaki. Yadaki. Well, we're going to drop our mics and let you uh, you play the didgeridoo okay. for us. Yeah, fun. Listener, you're in for a treat. Yes. Thank you. 
Wow. I've heard didgeridoos, but that is something. That's a journey. <laughs> I mean, that is that is a journey where you're listening to all the other sounds you're creating, the the pulse of breath, the the all of it. That is I could listen to that for a long, long time. Do you do? Ooh, let me turn. Oh, you're, let me turn all the mics. I actually didn't have all the right mics on. The, you could still hear it, but Michelle was directing. I was me like, trying to they, direct him and yeah. say, "Turn that one down and turn no, that one up." up. Yeah, I, I was already lost in it, but we we got it. It's so magical. I'm gonna bring. Um, oh, well, hi there. Were you uh, there, uh, RG and Giannis, to be able to hear that? Absolutely, absolutely. Wasn't that something? Exquisite. Yes, absolutely. I just love this because I, I, I'm so aware through the sonic geometry work that I've done the last five years of how significant frequency is. You know, I, I, we've all heard it. We've all well, match your frequency and all these different things. But when you really drop into this ancient, ancient awareness of what frequency is and that our ancestors knew it, and they were trying to share it in the best ways they could, whether it was their drums or their chants or something, it was all serving a greater purpose, understanding that we are frequency. That is the glue that holds the energy, as Giannis was talking about, the most important word there almost is, the glue that holds energy together is frequency. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's magical to have two people, you know, you playing these Aboriginal instruments from Australia and Giannis be talking about all this etymology and his ancient instruments from Greece. Um, it, uh, it just makes me tingle all over the place. <laughs> and my job is and done. And, and Michelle's work is done here because she's the I had the vision. I, you it, did. I'm really, and none of you disappointed. Thank uh, you, thank you, thank you. This, this beautiful co-creation, and I didn't even know until, was it yesterday, we finally confirmed. I'm like yeah. texting Trevor, yeah. okay, are you for sure? Because we need to get this out. And Yeah. I'm glad you did. I fell thank in love you. with with. Giannis tonight. Yeah. Um, seriously, yeah, I didn't know what to expect, Giannis. I mean, I watched your video. I'm and bring him back on the line. Oh, yeah. I bid you all farewell. Thank you, RG. And thank you so much for a beautiful show. I Turn hope to Giannis. see you in Santorini. Thanks, <laughs> Absolutely. We look forward to seeing all of you. That yes. would be awesome. Good evening. Thank Good evening. you. So, uh, Giannis, are you there? Hi. Yes, I am. So we just want to thank you so much for sharing not only your, your wisdom of music, but obviously your passion for this etymology and taking us back to root words and seeing in the root words that there is a connection that um, most of us would not make. And you did a beautiful job of, of bringing that all together. And really what it does is it shares with us um, the awareness that this information has been known. Like you said, the mythology is sharing the science just about. Yes, of course, of course. It is, it is there, waiting for us, millennia now. <laughs> and uh, whoever uh, holds this knowledge, it is not, it's, it's, uh, this knowledge is uh, limitless, does not have time. <laughs> whoever holds this knowledge he has the key, the key to understand the function inside and outside. And now it's the time to uh, rethink about this because we are lost in a bubble of ideas. Yeah. And we cannot communicate. We have to find... You remember the, the myth of the bubble? The myth of the bubble? The bubble tower. Oh, bubble. the tower of Babel. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, because but, the people change their languages. Right. <laughs> the language of the people were mixed. So it means they were talking one language. Let's find this one language to be able to communicate. Right. Well, we, you have helped us discover that. So thank you so much. 
We really, we really appreciate it, Trevor. Thank you so much. That's been an honor. Really, really appreciate it. I'm still so high from all of it, Giannis. I cannot wait to come back over, and you will see a little, uh, a little gift in the mail from Brian and I very soon. Nice. (laughs) And uh, I, I want to offer to make a sonic geometry conference in Santorini. Yeah, I would love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Um, You know, I. (laughs) I, I figure my life's work is uh, following sonic geometry now and, and the information coming through. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, listener, for Take tuning care. in. And we will be back next week with uh, what we hope is another great show. Here is Air with La Femme d'Argent. I bet Giannis could have told us that <laughs> this is all Greek uh, roots. I know it means the woman of silver, but he probably could have explained it, but we just didn't have time to do it. Thank you for tuning into Awakening Code Radio. Find us on our podcast. Like us on Facebook. Um, tell your friends about us and stay connected. Leave us a message on our page, either to Michelle or myself, with ideas of the show, ideas for guests, um, just comments. Or even a message if you want me to read it on air. I love that. That's, that's, a, that's fun for me. I get a thrill out of that. Thank you much. Tune in next week.
This is Admin Colleen, and you're listening to Awakening Code Radio with host Eric Rankin. You can find Awakening Code Radio on iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And free podcasts are always available at kx935.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.